Because then... No, that's a good point. You're, you're having, right. right, the other week, we're talking about Game of Thrones and golf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Well, that's that's kind of what the first couple minutes is for. I mean, so, I, but I know it's true. And it's my it's goal... true what you're saying. Like, yeah. To not let you guys know when I start... Put, like. Well, that's what I would like. Yeah, that was also something... My, and I, I and I've caught on to that. I just, thought, I just didn't want to mention anything that I'm not allowed to talk about on fucking camera. <laughs> Gotta, you, you don't want to start with you that. Think people are starting to wonder. I wish I was record. I wish we were recording right now. Are we recording? Oh shit, we are recording. Okay, well that is on there. Uh, that's fucking funny. Um, it made me. It made me think though, because I mean, anyone listening to this podcast of ours, if they haven't caught on to at least one thing, even if I haven't said it, other than the, you know, Cowboys fan and you know, I'm married. Hold like hold on is. Like clearly by the music that we we go out with that piano every time, and now the fact that I uh, we've got a baby drop, uh, new talking pigskin. Like clearly I'm a Joe Budden fan out there, folks. Yeah. I heard Joe say something about that intrigued me and it made me want to ask you guys: is do you or how what knowledge do you have of like your family tree? Like have you ever looked into like going back, or like how like without so like how much do you know? Remember like, when we looked up how like many stuff in Scotland was mirror this, mirror that? Like, so yeah, exactly. Like every exactly. Other end. Every You'd other have family. a hard time because of mirror, right? Every but like, other family in the Highlands. Like, so. I remember I did a thing like that in school and, like, whatever, and, like, I found out that my my great-grandma made a fortune because uh, she owned the land where Canada's Wonderland is built. Well, we're partying at your grandma's house, that's for sure. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's get that turned out with Grandma McKeon. Yeah. Um, so, like, I have a whole family tree on my mom's side, and, like, it's not because, like, I'm a history guy, I have a history degree. It's because... Well, of course I, I... I can't believe that I asked that question. Of course you know your lineage. I have my genealogy set on, on both sides, but I have it written down on my mom's side, uh, seven generations, right? Oh, wow. So it goes back to the McKinnises of okay. PEI and New Brunswick, right? Oh, wow. So I have some Irish blood in me back in the mid-19th century. So you probably got about as much Irish blood in you as a guinea that I have guinea blood as a... As a <laughs> Straight up and down. As a potato-eating I got as much Irishman. making me as you got guinea in you. Right, okay. But, but, like, yeah, so it goes back eight, maybe even nine generations. And the coolest thing, coolest thing, bro, is the names. Like, I have a family member named Abernathy. First name. That's cool. Oh, like, that's dope. Like, like, like how neat is that's that? That's why, okay, see, I just, see, any listener cool. out there that felt they haven't known, learned anything about us, I just learned something about my fucking co-host. There you go. Like, that's pretty dope. And, and like, like not to turn it into, like, that uh, Jeopardy intro where they basically, like, tell the world's most boring stories. Well, Alec, one time in college, I definitely ate cat food. Like, this is ridiculous. Okay. I love um, it, that's a good point to end that uh, look inside the... You started, the, I can't stop it. That's, so. the, that's the, the end point of the look inside the, uh, the studio. Um, so, before I play the intro, uh, we got a new intro. That was ruthless. We got a fan intro. Uh, yeah, I watched the movie, I listened to his books. There you go. We got a, we got a, we got a new fan-made intro, and it's a little yeah. long, so I don't know how often we're going to be using this. But I want uh, everyone to hear it because I think it's uh, I think it's pretty dope, and uh, yeah, here we go. So it's a little long, but hang in there. Thank you.
benefits in his voice, hey. Throw a pigskin quarter mile. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. And I'm Johnny Stats. Mike the Jag. I'm your host, Jeremy McKeon, aka the Cowboy. It's y'all about the witness. No, Coming. 
Talking pigskin. Like I said, it was long. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, that was fucking I, great. I, 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 can't, take? I can't remember the last time <clears throat> that I heard something that was man made that I appreciated more from an audio visual, like an editing standpoint. Like just to hear everything and just to think about it. I, I mean, encapsulates the, the podcast pretty damn well, right? <sighs> yeah, we'll back a few laughs. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything in my power to think to myself. How are we going to cut this down? Well, what what stays, what goes? It's all good. I cut out the entire middle part of all of our isolated things and got it down to like a minute 30. I like to hear all the middle isolated things. So do I. So maybe we do a Twitter vote because, well, I guess the way I introed it was kind of a cop-out, but it wasn't meant to be. I was the fan. I wanted to intro it to say... That I'm like I I have to listen back to it because I edit it before I publish it and release it. But I'm a f- I I listen to it again after I I post it because I'm a fan of what we are doing and what we're gonna continue to do. The uptick in new fans and new listeners is amazing. Shout out to all of y'all. And it's not even about us being more than appreciative. It's just about us trying to have some fun and about other people having fun. With and also us thing. trying to grasp or ha- understand, like come to a mutual agreement or disagreement for that matter, which then gets us to a better understanding of the game that we're all obsessed with. Not only that, but like disagreements are genuine and authentic. And I think that absolutely when we sort of come to terms with something, we move right on to something that we might not ever come to terms Bro, with. I don't think, and I think that makes for a great show. I don't think if we didn't disagree on damn near 90% of the, the topics that we have just before be we started a podcast, just wouldn't be I wouldn't have asked you to start a podcast with me. Uh, it, it wouldn't have been interesting. And I think we were warming up for a game and we were just talking football and we sort of said, this is a podcast right here. Uh, the, uh, you're right. We were super early for a game. We were both stretching, and, and we, we were shooting game. the shit. Of course, game. we won that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we came to it naturally and organically, and I think that for you to take the lead like that and to make something that is just—I mean, I'm not gonna say it's perfect, but like it's real good. We're uh, well, so yeah. We'll, we'll we'll leave it there, and maybe we'll consider an outro for the material that we get to hear. I've got it. Oh my goodness. Johnny Stassi has a new outro. I have a new outro, yeah. Does that surprise you? I really surprise didn't you? sleep Friday night. I really didn't. No, I didn't. I, I got, I, when, I, when I, in the group chat, when I was like, yo, for real, peace out. It was 2 a.m. I was up for another four and a half hours after that. I heard my kid wake up in the morning, and then I went to bed at 6.30. Just kidding, friends. I'm putting in some work. Yeah. Do you know who also put in some work? I, well, a lot of seniors this weekend. A lot of seniors. Good transition point. So, uh... I didn't watch the game the way you did, but I, I did my due diligence this morning re-watching the condensed version. Um, I, had, I think I had my eye on a couple different guys than you did, but I'm intrigued to hear what you have to say. So, from the eyes of a Jaguars fan, we're looking at a quarterback with yeah. the seventh overall pick. And I think that it's a pretty safe bet that the Giants will take Haskins. So, that leaves us with... Where are they right now, sorry? Second or six. Third? Six. New York Giants are six. The Jacksonville Jaguars are seven. Okay. So that leaves us. Kyler Murray, who did not play, <laughs> not a senior. Drew Locke, Dan Jones, or Ryan Finley. So, what about Greer? 
So I don't like Will Greer, and it's not because of what I saw yesterday. He had great zip on the ball, velocity. When that kid throws a slant, I feel like that ball could go through a guy. Okay. But my, my issue is that there were some character concerns and off-the-field issues at Florida, and at West Virginia, he came and he cleaned up. So I don't know how his game's going to transition to pro. Back to the guys that I'm a little bit more curious about. What I see when Locke throws the football is an athlete who can make every single throw, but doesn't always do it with his feet underneath him. Which is a concern for me because I like an athletic guy, but I like a guy who has his fundamentals in check first. That's why Baker Mayfield will be Rookie of the Year. But more from that, but more, but more from that later. Next segment, yeah. So Dan Jones out of Duke, he has one of the best quarterback gurus in a guy named Cutcliffe. This guy coached Peyton Manning. He coached guys that are relevant and matter and Hall of Famers. What I saw out of Dan Jones, the North MVP, the best quarterback for the North, arguably was consistency, but I didn't see poise in the pocket that I wanted. I saw him get sacked, I saw him hold on the ball a little bit longer, and Daniel Jeremiah even made a comment about how he held on the ball too long and it ended up getting a sack. I would agree. What I really liked about these quarterbacks, and I'll say Ryan Finley at NC State because how accurate he threw the football was not indicative of the career he had at NC State. That's he was a little bit more of a two-to-one guy as far as touchdown-interception ratios go, yep. whereas Locke is three-to-one guy. In the SEC, that's pretty effective. Yeah, I'll give, Creed, I'll give credence there with that in that regard because, for lack of a better way of explaining it, he's playing against defenses that are playing defense. That's a really good way to put it. Alabama plays defense every single night. Texas A&M plays defense every, every single night. Mississippi State, to an extent, plays defense every single night. Now, sticking to the quarterbacks because, I mean, I could go forever. Um, what Jacksonville needs... That's what she said. <laughs> oh, is somebody who can take the reins right away and make a difference immediately. And I wasn't any closer to determining who that person was after the Senior Bowl because I'm all about uh, pro days as okay. much as I am the Combine. Because the combine we talk about all the time, and Bill Belichick was the one who's been purporting this for the last 10 years. I don't care what you do in shorts against air. I don't care what you do outside of pads against nothing. So pro days are a little bit similar to that. Combines are a little bit similar to that, where you work out against nothing. But I am curious to see statistics, measurables, and numbers for these quarterbacks. How do you measure spark, then? Spark with a Q. Like, I mean the actual measurable of spark players. Oh, I thought you meant spark as in who can be no, a spark no, 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 not football like, team. Not like spark in a joint. Like My, no, no, no. I, I thought you meant spark as in who can bring that. What do you explain to our Okay, so what you mean by spark? Um, like, spark is an acronym. It stands for speed, power, agility, reaction, and quickness. The Kansas City Chiefs are probably the sparkiest team in the league because of Tyreek Hill. Not just because of him, but like... Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, that combination of even, explosiveness. Even, even um, uh, the, the, the tight end. Uh, drawing a blank right now. Oh, uh, I don't know Kelsey. Yes, 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 yes. Travis Kelsey. Okay, so uh, the Dallas Cowboys are actually a pretty spark. Like they yeah. have a high spark rating. They're actually, I believe, in the top five. The New Orleans Saints would be up there as well. Yes, uh, the Rams, the uh, the Bears because it's Tariq Cohen, I believe, are inside the top five. After um, Saturday's game, I feel like Locke is the guy who has that immediately because of what you just touched upon. Because he played against defenses that play defense. 
Nobody okay. blitzed in the East-West Shrine game or the Senior Bowl. Nobody ran anything outside of basic standard, cover two zones, and straight up man. So what I want to see in pro days and in combine is consistency, and I want to see footwork. Okay, so just to give a better understanding, because I didn't Spark, necessarily yeah, yeah. explain it very well. Spark was started in 2004, so it's a 15-year-old um, created standardized test for athleticism mm -hmm. um, called the Spark Rating. Speed, power, agility, reaction, and quickness. So basically, like almost all the Quick assets. Quick twitch players. Or that could also be all the assets that any good football player needs to have. Yeah, but like Gronkowski. I love Gronk. But he's not Spark. But he's not a Spark guy, but he's a great football player. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. Right? Yeah. So. You're beginning to make. And, and this argument, new yeah. NFL. And that's. Uh, yeah. This wasn't part of. This wasn't on the docket. No, of course. So I'm not. I'm kind of stumbling my way through it. But. Um, in the new NFL, when the top four scoring offenses or the final four teams come end the playoffs, yeah. end of the season, clearly Spark is a, you know what I mean? It's a, a relevant line. rate. It's relevant, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Just to put more of a bow on the senior bowl, because I could talk oh, yeah. about... Go in, no, go into it. Perfect. You barely scratched the surface. Perfect. No, I wasn't trying to derail Perfect. you. I was trying to... So you're an Ohio... Well, I guess quantify it. Yeah, or are you going to talk about... Yeah, the, I want to talk the, about Terry... McLaurin, yeah. Uh, so who had a better game in the senior bowl yesterday than he had probably his entire career at fucking Ohio State? It's funny you bring that up because when you look at the presence that he had I don't at State, too harsh. No, 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 no. But let's talk about it. When you look at the presence that he had at State, was it minimized by excellent quarterback play the last two years? Like, was it minimized by how good Haskins and Jarrett played? See, and again, uh, uh, maybe it's a hard. You're the only person that I hear. That I know, speaking of Haskins like that, and and even me as a Buckeyes fan, yeah. like unless he goes to the Giants, I don't think that he's got a good shot early on in, uh, in for a career. playing career. Yeah. Okay. Let me unpackage that in one second. I just got up some information on McLaurin, which I absolutely love. So he told NFL.com's Chase Goodbread that he expects to run a four-three-five or better forty at the dash. At his pro day now. Yeah, so now check this out. Slanted field in Ohio. Oh my gosh. The the electric pass catcher, and I quote by the way, the electric pass catcher was the fastest player on the field for the North team on Tuesday, hitting a top speed of 22.2 miles per hour, and ranked third on that list on Thursday in practice at 19.6 miles an hour. So somebody who comes out and says that he's going to run fast, runs fast on the football field. Yeah. Um... What I like, you you know I have a Power 5 obsession when it comes to guys coming out. So I like the quality of a McLaurin. Yeah. I really like what I'm seeing. From a, from a production standpoint, there wasn't really anything to shake a stick at. 35 passes for 700 yards, but 11 touchdowns. Yeah, it's a high Do efficiency. Has high yeah. efficiency. It's kind of like, but <laughs> to go back to the intro, mm -hmm. and not necessarily his height, but like, Russell Wilson gives his wide receivers some decent stats, quietly, and it's just, that's what just like what he did. Like, like they're not the, he's not the size of Jar Rule, but <laughs> you can yeah you can make an argument that a short man hasn't made as much happen as Russell what? Wilson or Drew Brees, even for that matter. Johnny, do you want to pull up his measurables? Who's this? McLaurin, Ohio State. What I also like about him as well is. Ohio State could always run the football. Well, and I was going to say that too. Their focus on and the they offense get is, is, you know. I mean, Dobbs could get outside, 
And I mean, you have to have wideouts that are willing blockers. Not even good blockers. You just have to be willing to stand in front of somebody and especially move your feet. Col- especially at the college level. 100%. Because that translates to the pros incredibly. Measurable for Big Lauren. 6'1", 205. 6'1", miles That's hour. a college 6'1", though. So you probably think he's going to be six foot, foot two hundred pounds? Six foot, one ninety five. Yeah. Six foot, and, and that's why I'm saying he's not quite Jaw Rule height. Cause somebody please find Jaw Rule, get hold of this motherfucker, so I can make sense of all this. Yeah, but he, he definitely has size. But I he's got to have that, that. That's what I'm bringing it back to. Is he, okay. he has to have that speed. Um, I want to come back to him, but I also want to spend some time talking about Debo Samuel, not because I love the name Debo. <laughs> But because it's my bike punk, right? It's my chain punk. But what I like about it is he's coming in at five foot eleven, two sixteen. But he has a twitch ability at that size too. So the first play of the game was a Will Greer three step drop slant route into in, right into Samuel's hands, not into his chest, right into his hands. Yeah. I think it was something like a fifteen to twenty yard gain. Sorry for not having the exact stats. But what I really loved about it was the fact that you use inside leverage when you know you can. You're going up against a defense that's not going to blitz. It's the senior bowl. They're playing straight man. Get inside, make a play. I love that. Because at the next level, guys, coaches are going to want to know if we put you on an island, if you can win. If they're going to rush eight, if they're going to rush seven, what are you going to do against cover zero? And it better be win. It better be win early in the route. It better be winning at three press coverage or not. A quarterback makes three steps, you better win at at the third step. Yes. When his back foot plants. Um... I also read here that he had a top speed of 20.8 miles an hour, that is Debo Samuel. And let me give the Gamecocks some credit. He is East Carolina. Um, what I like about his game, too, is he he plays big. He plays bigger than 5'11". And I think that that comes down to, you see these crazy wingspans now. I mean, I think there was a, a Texas defensive tackle. He's in my notes. Like an 84-inch wing. Montez Sweat, Texas A&M. Yeah. 84-inch wingspan. And the, it's unbelievable, the athletic quality of these players today. He doesn't even need to board the team charger. He just spreads his arms and fucking takes off. Get on. I got room for everybody. Coach, economy, and business. Um, uh, back to the quarterbacks. There wasn't anybody that was sensational. Like, Dan Jones won the MVP, but I had some criticism for him. Yeah, you, you told me earlier, like, some a month ago. Were fluttery. They didn't come out with zip. Hey, they didn't have that velocity that you saw with a lock and with a Ryan Finley as well. Ryan Finley made money yesterday, I'll tell you that right now. And Phillip Rivers, NC State is his alma mater. So I have a feeling like there was a little bit of texting going on. I can't prove it, I don't know, but we'll see. On the defensive side of the ball, so friggin' exciting to think about this year's crop of defensive talent because we didn't see half of the D-line talent that I'm looking for. Rashawn Gary, there wasn't Josh Allen out of Kentucky. We didn't see Ed Oliver, Quentin Williams out of Bama. Yeah. And there was still players that made an impact. I'm going to go back to Sweat for one second because he had an incredible week at practice and he played quite well. Um... What I like about him, size, length, athleticism. What I don't like about him is he has a tendency to lean, and a left tackle can wash you away and allow the quarterback to step up. At this point, he's not using his leverage point and his extension of his arms to his advantage. Absolutely He's not. allowing a guy to get close enough, and then he's, he's, he's using his strength with his arms bent, and like I said... Even during the week at practice, he got so low, and using sheer strength, fundamentals, and technique, he was able to move tackles off of their spot. But when you get to the pros, 
Offensive lines communicate so well that you will not be able to have that advantage. Now, Montez Sweat, just six foot six, two fifty-two, um, thirty-five and a half inch arms. That's his biceps. Wingspan is eighty-four and a half inches. Okay. Um, somebody else on defense, uh, the defensive line, Charles Omenyu out of Texas. Yeah, I was um, just mentioned him. Yeah, I, I really liked what I saw out of his game as well. Another guy, 84 and 3 quarter inches arms, 6'5", 274. That's a man mover right there. Yeah. And I don't care what coverage they're playing. Omeni U has a power rush game, and he can also get to the quarterback using some, some, some quickness. He'll stop the run, too. He had a tough uh, matchup against, uh, against Andre Dillard a lot. He's probably going in the first round. They batched up a, a quite a few times. He also He's played an against. He's probably going to go. There was another center. I forget the school. His last name is Garrett. He played extremely well too. I have notes. I have notes in that too. But uh, uh, many of you looked fantastic. He had 18 tackles and nine and a half sacks for Texas last year. If you have 18 tackles and nine and a half of them are sacks, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody is sleeping on many of you now. So I'm going to move on. Uh, Dalen Mack, Texas A&M, similar player to Omenyu, 6'1", 327, just an absolute man mover. Um, Rennell Wren out of Arizona State. I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say his. Say, tell me, tell me more, because I don't, I don't know any. Uh, Rennell Wren out of Arizona State, six foot four, six foot four, three fifteen, eighty one inch wingspan. Okay, and apparently he wears his 350 pounds extremely well. He had his shirt off in the first few practices, and he's built like a Greek statue. Six, six, three hundred pounds. He, he looks like Zeus. Like, it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, there wasn't a great amount of production. He had three sacks in three seasons, but, I mean, he's like... He's like the he's guy, measurables. and he's the guy in high school who gets <coughs> off the bus measurable. first. He's six six two ninety seven. Uh, three fifteen. He's the guy in high oh, school oh, football who, he, who gets off the bus first just to intimidate the other team. Yeah, was he? I heard someone this was. Here, six, six, someone, was comp, someone was called to a more more polished Randy Gregory, and oh. I forget the name. Oh, I was hoping you might have been able to. I didn't hear that, but I always thought Gregory coming out of Nebraska was leaner. That's why he fell in the second round, and because he had well, there's pot some issues. There's some attitude issues. Those pot mostly. F fair enough. He definitely did test positive. Um, I, I want to talk quickly about Penny Hart, a guy that you brought up to me and said have an eye for. Um, five eight one eighty. But his, oh, we're, who are we talking about, sir? Penny, Penny Hart, Hart, the okay. gentleman that, yep. that, that you told That's me. That's my guy. And yet, 100%. Um, but small school, absolute yep. breakout guy. 203 catches for almost 3,000 yards and 19 touchdowns over four years. 3,000 yards is a production, one of them okay? Was, one of them was injured with a broken leg. And he did not play his sophomore year. Um, I, I don't mean to jump back and forth between offense and defense, but I needed to give you your props there. Um, Nazir Adderley, who's... Plays for uh, Delaware. Um, yeah, he does. So Nazir Adderley has a famous relative, Herb Adderley. 
Herb Adderley played for the Packers in the 1960s and has won more championships. I think he has six NFL championships and Super Bowls combined. So before there were Super Bowls. So the point is there's bloodline in their stock in Delaware safety. He played free safety. He played inside. He played nickel and a little bit of linebacker too. Okay. He's actually a corner for the Cowboys too. Herb Adderley was? Wait, did he end his career there? Must have been the late 1960s or early 1970s. Early 70s. Okay. Finishing off I wonder with, if he won a Super Bowl with us then. Must have been 72, you guys won? Yeah. Um, Andy Isabella. Three-time Super Bowl champ. Three-time. And then Super NFL Bowl, championships, too. Super Bowl six. Right? Yeah, we smashed the Cowboys first, and they yeah. smashed out the Dolphins 24-3. Yes, sir. Andy Isabella, you asked me today if I have an issue with him coming out of small-town school. Pardon me, an independent program, small school. When you catch the football and you play at game speed, it matters. And I don't always give enough credence and credibility, and i got to come a little bit more in your direction, to players who produce in no-name places like UMass. Because when it's all said and done, they play at a football speed too. And you know what? It's not, <clears throat> pardon me, it's not even necessarily about like the Sunbelt Conference guys or the okay. fucking, you know, it's... It's uh, not just those guys, you? yeah. It's, uh... It's the guy, it's the Colorado State guy. It's the, it's the guy that plays for, it's the receiver for Memphis, like Anthony Miller. Like, no one gave him enough credit. And he didn't blow the doors off anything. No. But, like, the Bears are comfortable with overhauling their wide receiver core the way they did now. Like, you watch Kevin White, it, like, he won't be a Bear. There's a free agency dump move. West Virginia, one could argue, is a better school to come out of playing football than Memphis. So, yeah, right. I, I agree with you. So, and that's just one isolated thing, but... There's plenty of other, like, even even to the extent of, like, a Mahomes, where, like, Texas, Texas Tech, Tech yeah. like, that's not a Power Five. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, like, I think you instantly took it as I'm only looking at Boise State linebackers and pass rushers, and because, I, I, because, I, got, because I got three of them on my fucking team. I might have had a bit of tunnel vision. Like, I'm yeah. the Boise State Cowboys, basically. Yeah, BYU is a big thing. Well, when your best two defensive <laughs> players are Leighton Vander Esch, arguably, and uh, Demarcus Lawrence... And your best run stopper is Tyrone Crawford, and they all played for Boise. And they're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're all drafted by the team. I have a question for you. It makes you wonder if they're looking into those those schools a little bit heavier than the Power Five schools too. I have a question for you about Demarcus Lawrence later, which uh, you're probably gonna like or not like. Ooh, but, uh -oh. but but back to Andy Isabella. So just to your point, 2016, 62 catches, 800 yards. 2017, 65 catches, over 1,000. Yep. 2018, over 100 catches for almost 1,700 so yards. steady uptick and then, and then a big one. That's what she said. Delivery's all wrong. Butchering it. Michael, you were making this harder than it has to be. That's what she said. Can I see the offense? And when I see that as, I need to give it more credit because he's playing football too. Well, it, it, exactly. You know what that, that screams to me? What? Is that was the guy, senior in high school, mm -hmm. best thing that like anyone had ever seen play his sport. Mm -hmm. And then he goes to college, and he's still good, but he's not that guy anymore. Mm -hmm. And maybe it fucked with his ego a little bit. I don't know the man, so I, I can't say of that. Course. But maybe there was a two-year adjustment where, like you said... 65 for 800, 63 for 1,000, yeah. and then boom, Turned all up. of a sudden, 1,700 yards, for 11 more. TDs or whatever it was. It well, was, he didn't have a lot of touchdowns, but he had over 100 catches. I think it was 11 TDs total. But either way, either way, that, that, that's what that screams to me, is yep. 
he maybe had a little bit of an adjustment period going from being the man to being a guy, and then it's like, no, 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 I'm the man. Just, just for who is this just, again? Uh, Isabel. This is Andy, this is Andy, Andy Isabella. Still. Andy Isabella. We got a highlight. You guys, you got a, I got a highlight of his from that touchdown. Let's actually. see it. Let's see it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Throw it Let's up. see it. Let's see it. There you go. Watch young the left tackle though. So tell me that, that this doesn't. That and tell me that he that doesn't look like. That like he breaks it in the end, but. I watched this last over. You, is that what you over, sent me? Tell me that doesn't look like and you wrote like a thing over yeah, top. Yeah, I did. Well, that was the Chuma. It's this. It was Chuma. Whatever. Uh, so, boys, in three seasons at UMass, two touchdowns. He had one touchdown in his junior year, mm. one touchdown in his senior year. He's had two touchdowns in three seasons. Johnny, Johnny, tell me. Does that uh, change anything for you? Hold on. It will if Johnny tells me how okay. much UMass averaged uh, scoring points per game the last three years. Because if they score, because like, if they score seventeen points a game, then how can I be mad if that kid ain't contributing? Especially, show me what their red zone percentage is after his seventeen hundred yards receiving. Obviously, marching them down throughout the sticks. And then how and then, and are then they not, not being, scoring in the red are zone? Are they just kicking field goals? Are, are they not able to punch exactly. it in, in the red zone? I can't argue with that count. What happens to that quarterback when the field gets shrunk? Somebody is going to find a gem on Sunday. For sure. That and that, so, so where do you... If you I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but yeah, yeah, we can it. always edit it. Yeah. Um, where do you project him? I project him on Sunday in the fourth round going to fourth like... round Sunday. Yeah. So early er, Sunday pick. Because people are, are going to look at who's left by way of pass catchers, and they're going to say, production, production, production. Yeah, but we'll get him in the end zone. Look at all those catches. Look at all those yards. Well, that's where the senior bowl, senior bowl lives, right? It's like the fourth round. Oh, not, not necessarily, point. but good like no, not always. There's so many like Baker was there last year, right? Right. Did he go? Yeah, he did. Yeah, it, was a, it was actually a very mature move of him. And Josh Allen did too. Josh Allen did go. Yeah. So, and even then, because I remember evaluating that, he didn't show any sort of athleticism that he surprised many with in Buffalo. No, year. and then he comes to the NFL and, and he's a running quarterback. He's a running, he's, yeah. like what? Like he's Colin Kaepernick in the first couple of years of his career. Moving um, on. One more quarterback that I want to ask you about yeah, is the is the Tariq Cohen with a that passes. Oh, uh, t- Jackson. Tyler. And I heard that comp, I heard that comp from someone else. Do you? But I loved it. Do you know how big he is? That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. He's 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 gigantic. Oh, J- Johnny Stats. Maybe I'm thinking about a different guy. Yeah. Find out the the quarterback out of Buffalo who played yesterday. Here's a Ty- Tyree Jackson. There you go, name. Tyree Jackson. I just had I just had. Yeah. Uh, so all right, we're getting yeah. a little long on pro on. Oh, we're thirty five. So he's six quick highlight of him. So he's six foot seven. It's a quick slant. That's when the game's a little bit out of reach already, right? Yeah, but at the same well, time, only up. there's still reps. Twelve minutes left in the There's still quarter. reps. Tyree Jackson, six foot seven, two forty five. So he finished six foot seven, two forty five. Finished the day thirteen to twenty one for one sixty five. He was picked off by the best DB, Nazir Adderley, in my opinion, um, in the fourth quarter. So, what what I'm looking at out of Tyree Jackson is, I mean, the best player to come out of Buffalo is Khalil Mack. Um, I'm curious the talent that he went up against. I don't know statistically speaking, but if he played as well in college as he did in the Senior Bowl, there's no reason to think that he can't go in the third to fourth round. There's no reason to think that. Was there any first round talent playing yesterday in the Senior Bowl? In the Senior Bowl, yeah, you saw Locke. Yeah, and you saw Dan Jones. Do you, yeah. you, you think Locke played himself into like maybe mid to late first round or top ten? I don't. I don't know. want to put you on the spot no, if you no, don't no, know. No. We can answer up. it next week. I don't know if I got lots of time for draft talk. I don't know if either of them played their way 
That was Adderley. So, yeah, so this is Adderley, and do you see that that oh, helmet, yeah, it looks that like is. a Wolverine? It I looks was like wondering why. But it's Delaware. Yeah, okay, well, oh, thank, I'm glad we saw this. Okay, so let's wrap up on the Senior Bowl with what my main contribution is. Did you see John Gruden put in Raiders stickers on on the players? And he didn't give a fuck where they were placed, if they were wrinkled or creased, so so just slapping them on, bro. Does that mean that you're getting traded for a first-round pick, and you're getting traded for a first-round pick? Well, I I did see a couple (laughs) tweets like, if they think that this is subtle marking their guys, then they've got another thing coming. Those oh, are pretty big like stickers, folks. Four guys in a row, but oh, yeah, laugh, the one laughing about it. What's his name? Uh, th- there's fucking Terry McLaurin. He's got three of them on there. He's yeah, got yeah. one on each side and one in the front. He, he had a good game. And check out all the Buckeye stickers he's got underneath when well, he's thinking to himself. When I actually made plays, this is a senior Absolutely. Game. When I so that was, I mean, I wanted to get that joke out, but I mean, <laughs> it. <laughs> I kind of liked it actually. Okay. It was. I think the guys to had me, fun. I think to me, was, it was yeah, like a group. Absolutely. It was something that Gruden thought of when he was still an analyst, and then when he came back and and they were so bad that he's in there coaching the fucking Senior Bowl. That well, hey, that's what happened. I do what I want. He, he, he was just kind of like, you know what? I'm gonna slap some stickers on Sunday or on Saturday. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna slap stickers. When Mike Mayock went up to John Gruden and was like, hey, uh, "Can I see those stickers?" No, Mike. Okay, John. <laughs> You go find us some players. This is my game. You go find us some players. This is my game. All right. Uh, Any last thought, like pressing things you wanted to get out of the senior role? No, but I got a lot of notes to make, and it's well. And like I said, it's it's January twenty seventh. I did not touch on the defense anywhere enough. Lonnie Johnson out of Kentucky, (laughs) six two, six two over two hundred pounds, unbelievable player. Kentucky is not just a basketball school anymore. Daniel Jeremiah said it. I couldn't agree more. Um, Who else played well? Um, Yes, Sin. The corner at a temple. He played unbelievable. Sticky corner, great hands, finds the football. Okay. All right. Um, I like that. I, I, Quick, I could, uh, yeah, yeah. very, I could keep very going, draft uh, talk or uh, NFL scout uh, <laughs> jargon. I'm, tr- I'm jargon trying. Jargon is it, the word I'm looking for. I'm draft jargon. Sharp, I like it. I like draft jargon. I like. I like hearing like when I say, "What do you think of that guy?" Yeah. And and the guy's like, "I saw him score a touchdown in week five. Yeah. And I'm like, so what do you think of him? Oh, he's pretty good. He must have, like, I saw him catch a touchdown when I watched him, so he must be pretty good. And then I asked, what did you think of it? Quick, t- uh, quick twitch player, releases off the line very well. Uh, if he doesn't win on the swim move, then he goes through his spin, which is perfected. Da-da-da, like, you know what I mean? It's an actual analysis. And I I'm like, like hockey, blacked bro. out for a minute. I like hockey, bro. He's <laughs> turned back into Will Ferrell. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> All right. Um, let's uh, take care of Cormier here and move on. Let's segue. Okay. What are we at? This episode twenty nine. Episode twenty nine. We're not. We're not in the thirties yet. We're getting close though. Anyone? Anyone thought we, our little, uh, our little podcast wouldn't? Uh, the little podcast wouldn't make, wouldn't make it past ten episodes. Well, we're we're rounding, uh, rounding second in, in twenty nine into thirty soon. So what segment is this? Is this picks? Is so this? Uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna make our picks that we had talked about. Uh, for at least the last couple weeks, if you're a uh, continue listener, and to any of your new listeners, uh, or our lo- new listeners, I should say, to any of our our, uh, our new listeners, Brian, yeah, I, I just texted him. So, to any of our new listeners, you're probably from uh, 
You're probably from Alberta, um, so you were probably blackmailed by our uh, our fantasy football expert in quotations, uh, uh, Brandon Thurgood, or as we know him, uh, B Dog. Um, so thanks for uh, clicking play and uh, jumping out and uh, trying a new podcast because he told you to. Um, and speaking of him, we're gonna we're gonna give him a shout uh, as soon as I get my picks together. Johnny, do you have your picks together? I got, uh, I got some of them together. Sure. You got some of them together? You're going to go off the cuff on a couple others? I just work here. Off the cuff? Um, Johnny, that's unacceptable. Nobody in this room ever goes off the cuff for picks. So, yeah, I don't, e- I don't know if I even finished my thought. I'm pretty blasted. Um, <laughs> you're, uh, you're, shout out to the new listeners out yeah, west, though. You're giving, uh, the, you're giving the shout outs to people out west, and we're giving Brando a call now because okay. he's our fantasy football guru. All right, let's do that. Uh, let's go back to Alberta. Hey, Brandon Thurgood, how are you doing, sir? This is Jeremy McKean from the Talking Pigskin Podcast. How's it going there, Chair? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Not bad. Taking easy. How's uh, things going over there? It's too much snow, man. Oh, you think he knows a thing or two about snow? I know. I shouldn't be complaining oh, to the guy <laughs> about snow. I complain to the guy in Alberta <laughs> about that four inches we got overnight Holy last smokes. night. smokes. <laughs> I feel like my shoulders have... What's the that? Got three, the city who got three weeks of winter in September over here. Come on. Right? <laughs> and half of it was all wet. You know what I mean? Uh, Golfing golf, golf in my snow pants. You know? There you go. At least you're still trooper in golf out there, man, in the winter. That's dope. Thanks for coming on the show, Brando. Yeah, Mikey wasn't here last time, Thanks. so this is this is a new element for Mike doing a phone call. It's kind of a cool. It's kind of a cool experience. I feel like I'm on TSN. Or I guess I guess we woke up right. fucking Johnny a couple weeks ago. Did. Yeah, true. That's true. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we missed you last week, Mike. Ah uh, man, I always miss you guys, Brando. If you're making a DraftKings for the Super Bowl, what do you like? If I'm going this year. Um, you know what, I think i got to stick with, uh, you know, the GOAT on this one, Tom Brady, for okay. my number one pick. Um, he just, he's always elite in the Super Bowl, no matter what he's done prior. Uh, yeah, he threw for 500 and lost last year. Yeah, he's, that's yeah, crazy. You throw 505 and you lose, like, come on, like right. three touchdowns. Uh, year before against Atlanta, he throws just over 450, two touchdowns, and then back. Greatest uh, comeback ever. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Would you dub that tell, game tell back? Me about well, I'm still heard about that game. Yeah, okay. you come back from for 25 points down with three like, minutes. There's, there, there's, it's the there's greatest 15, comeback ever. There's right? 15 minutes That's to play in the football game. Comeback. Is it Brandon? It's got to be. I okay. agree. Yeah, I agree. Johnny, yeah. you clean. Do you, clean it, do you then. clean sweep it with that? New England's winning. No, no. Is it no? Is it Johnny? Johnny's left on the same page, bro. Johnny agrees. Johnny agrees. All right. I'm not even asking him. Who do you like? Who do you like, Brando at tailback in DraftKings to make some money? You know what? I like Michael on the back end there. Um, Michelle. He's been Michelle. Sorry, Michelle. Sorry, he's been 
Uh, him and James White. I love James White too. He's probably one of my favorite running backs on the team. But uh, Michelle, he's been unreal. Two hundred forty yards this postseason, five touchdowns. Um, I think they're giving the ball heavy in the second half and definitely goal line. He's the number one guy there. So and he's their pass catcher to too, to an extent, out of the backfield. Oh, to an extent. I mean, he gets well, he double 15, digits he in 15, the playoffs. He has fifteen like, two weeks ago. It's unbelievable to think about his production coming out of the backfield. Yeah. Right. Um, are you going to ever pick a Rams player? <laughs> what about receiver? Like, what's that, sorry? Do you like the Julian Edelman or do you like the Brandon Cooks? Because Julian Edelman has, I mean, he's number two behind Jerry Rice, so it seems like the, the smart money as far as playoff stats go. Absolutely, I agree. I, I do like Edelman there um, to take wide receiver. I also like Reynolds Your to take wide receiver in the Rams. You like Reynolds, eh? I, you know what? I liked Reynolds in the last round of my champion of champions thing, and he and he didn't quite perform, but at the way I wanted to. But at the same time, for the money that you're paying, because yeah. I was just gonna say, Brandon, your daily roster is getting a little expensive. It there. is expensive, yeah. Getting a little exactly. expensive. Exactly. That's there. what I'll get the what. No, it's true though. Um, so, are you gonna save some money on your tight end and your defense, or what? I am. Yeah, I will uh, save money there, and with also with kicker. Okay. So. I'm not. I'm not worried about spending money on uh, on Brady and Michelle and the running back. And then you're pretty uh, secure about that, eh? I'm pretty secure about that. Which running back duo, Brando? Do you like more this weekend? I mean, I think you already answered it for the Super Bowl. But which running back duo scares you more? Does Gurley and Anderson scare you at all? In terms of fantasy, or just in terms of football? Like in terms of, would you start either one of those backfields in DraftKings? So he oh, okay. said yes, he yeah. would. Okay. White. I would. I, I think the matchup would scare me more if knowing um, Gurley says he's healthy, which mm-hmm. we we do. I although I do believe him there, but um, I think New England's backfield scares me more with just the receiving ability of um, having James White and Burkhead and that. Because um, it's interesting thinking not to spend any money on a DraftKings on, on on Todd Gurley if you're making a DraftKings roster to just leave Todd Gurley off of it, right? That's why I asked the question. Right, it, to pay the price if he's if he's paying a high price, I might want to take him off my roster and I go with T.J. Anderson. Absolutely, because there's value to be had there, right? Absolutely, what, I totally agree. How about uh, prop bets? What do you like? Do you do anything on the Super Bowl, like? Are you the guy who predicts the color of the Gatorade at the end, or what? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not one of those prop bet guys. I do. I do enjoy it. I um, I was in a pool where at the end of the year we did all. It was all Super Bowl prop bets, and right. I actually ended up winning it one year. And it's just funny because it's just a a lapse of bets, right? But mm-hmm. I think I'm more of a first half point guy. Um, Taking players as well, but it's sort of hard right now because of odds. Like it's a little, we're a little far away, but we're not. But with it changing, it's a little tough. And yeah, it does fluctuate that almost, almost daily. That line will depending change. on where the, the heavy money is on certain things. Well, Vegas is going to get millions and millions of dollars in the next six days. I guess. So I, mean. I guess rather than making you or putting you on the spot to uh, to pick someone that you would want to bet uh, the over because uh, you're confident in it. Um, who's someone that scares you the most that you just you you you're not putting money on that uh, particular player? Like you're gonna bet an over confidently? Is there someone that like it just you you're staying away from? 
in a, in a prop bet? I'm going to stay away from, uh, who would I stay away from? I'd stay away from Gronkowski. That's why my bet on total reception. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you watch your mouth. Chris Gronkowski is a follower of the uh, this podcast. <laughs> no, no, but, but hold on no, now. No, with, explain with yourself. It, let's give Brando, yeah, let's give him the benefit of the doubt because that could be potentially a hot take. Yeah, explain yourself. Yeah, no, I, I think he could play a good role, but with his, um, what's been going down the line, like with his health and everything, mm-hmm. um, I think he will make some big key plays in this game, but for a line, I don't know what his production will be for the Super Bowl. And it's true because, I mean, fantasy owners have been flummoxed pretty often this past year, and I've seen people drafted him as high as second overall, so I don't know what I feel comfortable Oof. with. Can I play fantasy football in your league? Right? <laughs> I don't, yeah, Isaiah Crowell goes in the second round. That was me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what do you think, Brandon, about... But I, am, I am confident in uh, taking the over on the field goal, though. What, think, is it? Uh, what is it? What is it? I'm not sure what it was last. I think it was, was it 46.5? That's what I was going to wonder sure. if it was 46.5. Oh, okay. That's a low number, I kind of think. Well, yeah, it's a low number. But why do you feel the over, Brandon? I feel like I feel, well, just look at uh, Zulin on, uh, is it Zulin? Can <laughs> I see the offense? Uh, Zerline, yeah. Zerline, sorry, with uh, the Rams. Like, yep. Like Legatron, right? Like, Greg he's Delay. Just from it's everywhere. true, like, he's though. Like, Greg Delay. To, to it's true. Now, he's hurt, isn't he? He's not 100%, but it's weird with kickers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, well, but, I guess the reason why I asked the question the way I did is I'm petrified of what Todd Gurley's going to look like after he just had five carries for 13 yards. Well, and, the answer to that question that you had asked Brandon, for me, it's Todd Gurley. Yeah, I would not spend money whether it was great value or not because who knows what the game plan has in store. Sean McVay doesn't have to tell anybody anything. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I stay away from I stay away from him depending on the money mm-hmm. value left of your first two two picks and players. I totally agree. So if because because you think that way, and maybe Bill Belichick is thinking a similar thing is going to happen. If you're Bill Belichick, who are you concentrating on eliminating? in the Rams' offense in the Super Bowl? It's got to be Robert Woods, I think. Robert Woods gets shut down and the Patriots win? Simple as that? I think a uh, little key factors, I think, shutting that down and, yeah, focusing on the run game, absolutely, because if you're knocking Gurley out early in the game and now you're focused right on uh, Anderson, and then for a wide receiver, I think uh, I think Robert Woods is a scary guy out there. Okay, he is the si- he is kind of the the silent guy because I mean the focus is probably on Cooks. Most game plans, right? Yeah. So I shut down the really number two guy. In this game. Make yeah. sure that, like that's what I always say. I always think I always liken it to like the way the Niners did it way back when, when they put Dion on the number two guy mm-hmm. and double. The number one guy with two mediocres, that's the best. Like, to me, that's brilliance. Yeah. I know we're talking about back in 95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're, it's a bit of a different game then. 100%. But, I mean, I think that philosophy could work out. You put your number one corner of as the Rams on, or, I mean, as the Patriots, you yeah. put Gilmore on Cooks. Or, sorry, don't do it. Put it on, on Woods. Go. 
and then put sure. your two other guys, J.C. Jackson, with a double with a double shadow over top of, of Cooks. I don't disagree with and that. And that was all on C.J. Anderson. And especially with how good Gilmore is. Can can I just have a little, like a side segue, Jerry Brando, Johnny? Brandon Cooks goes from the Saints to the Patriots to the Rams. This guy spent more. This guy spent more time in the playoffs than Tom Brady. Now, that's not true, but <laughs> when you think about it, yeah. holy smokes, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Spends more time in the playoffs than the Red Wings in the nineties. Well, man, perennial Pro Bowlers, you know Dana Zubra. That was uh, for you, Brandon. Yeah. All that goddamn yeah. hockey talk in our group chat yesterday. Tell you what. Right. Hey, I bet you out there though. That's all that you. It's like hit. one post. I, I, bet you, I bet you out west though. That's all that they talk about, right? Oilers. I'm stuck. Oh, see, Basically, I mean, it's not the Rams. When's Charlie game fired? When's Charlie game fired? See, yeah, no, exactly, right. That's all that that goes on. I mean, the Eskimos maybe like like they're a pretty competitive team in the CFL, but um, we're we're digressing. Uh, get back on track. So, what I want to see on Sunday, and you tell me if you agree, I want to see the chess match between one of the youngest, most hottest coaches. And one of the oldest, most grizzled veterans we've ever seen. Is that the, like, overhyped storyline? Can you overstate that, though? I don't think so. But Neither is, do I. Is everyone going to... Like, I'm not saying it to deter you from wanting to talk about it, but right. I'm, I'm saying, like, is that the, is that the way this game's going to be built? Is Belichick versus... Um, it's definitely McVay? not... It's definitely not the two... Two former Georgia tailbacks happy, facing off against one another. Like happy belated birthday to Sean McVay too, by the way. Thirty-three years old. What is old, he like? Twelve? Right? No, oh, I see. We did there. That was pretty good. Brando, can you overstate that story? I, I agree with Belichick uh, coming away with this one. Really, eh? So you've wavered in four days. I wavered in four days. Five <laughs> days. We recorded last episode Very on fun. Wednesday. It's now Sunday. And you were going Rams last week. I was going Rams last week. And then you week, told me you know? yesterday, I think, you're bet- you put dollars down on the Patriots, but you're rooting for the Rams. And I thought, that's time. <laughs> that's Chinese <laughs> fucking water torture. Unbelievable. <laughs> How do you do that to yourself? It's, a, it's like a win-win for me, right? Like, yeah, you know, you basically, you just you can't lose. So how no, about Belich- the... And, and that's tough. Like now, now McVay's playing Belichick, who they lost last year in a, t- in a tough game against Philly. Yeah, and that now, was a like, fucking... His, his blood's boiling. Like, don't they're... get me going. Well, hold on a second now. Nick Foles looked pretty good in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, he did. Playing receiver, playing quarterback, fucking everything. <laughs> he looked great doing everything, bro. Any given Sunday, dude. Any any given Sunday. So, yeah, that's a great storyline. Those two coaches versus each other. Um, you got the record, too, being the youngest coach in McVay. Exactly. He could beat Tomlin's record. And Tom Brady, going, Tom Brady going for six rings. I think he'd only be the third player in NFL history. Uh, only the third player with six rings. It includes NFL championships, too. Oh, Super Bowl I don't like that. He'll be the only player with six Super Bowl rings. That's a more qualifying answer. Yeah, that's the way I think you have I've been reading that. the ticker on the NFL I, Network a lot. I feel like that, that takes that away from him. It like saying, it, yeah. saying he'd be the he'd be the third guy to have six NFL championship, like championship or whatever. Yeah, yeah. six Super Bowl rings. He's the only guy. All of a sudden, I like I feel like I'm the 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 Tom Brady defender. No, no, no. Brando is Tom Brady the greatest of all time. He's got to be the greatest of all time. Is it is it even a conversation anymore? Like, is it really true? Like Peyton Manning. Like, can you have that conversation? <laughs> yeah. 
The numbers don't lie. I think. Uh, I think the numbers they are just, there. That's a, they're the re, they're they're why people say there's no I in team. It's not. I don't know. It's yeah, you say, started it's, saying that last week. Yeah, too. It's just because it's them as a whole. Yeah, I think it's, it's the Patriot way. way as a whole. That's what they just, just as corny it's hard as it to sounds. Say any of them are, it's, well, and, and I'm not, and I'm not a crazy lover either. Like I love, I like them. But I, you got to respect him. Like he is the greatest. Yeah, he is. You have to. That's what I keep saying. I don't know how you can hate on. Like someone told me that the other day. I hate Tom Brady. I'm so sick of the Patriots. What? You sound like a fucking Knicks fan in the in the '90s complaining about Mike. <laughs> Rod Strickland just can't get a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh man, I John think, Starks dunked on Mike once. It's a great comparison. Good stuff, dude. That's a great. Good call. fucking stuff. You sound like a Pacers fan in the '90s. Like Reggie go, Miller can shoot. Go catch the fucking subway, you schmuck. Oh, okay. Now, now you turn into a Donald Trump New York over here. Oh. Um, Brando. Should we get into our picks? Brando, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Our season. I think, I, I think New England's going to win. Final answer, or do you think you'll waver again? Because I do all the time. I, I, you know what? I waver right down to the last minute. But, Me too. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, you, I bet with Tom. I bet, always bet against Tom and I... I Never turns out good, right? Like twenty eight to three yeah. in Atlanta, right? Yep, you like, can't do it, man. I mean, I am going to take but, the but what? I think this Rams team is a better team than what they've played before. Okay, like, I yeah, think well, better than the, yeah, that was seventeen years ago or whatever. And, and not even that, but like I think they're better than the Philly team last year. I think 100%. they're. I think the Rams are better than the Atlanta team. How about uh, yeah? But, uh, but and it's and it's and it's. And they're both two equal teams all year with being defensively and offensively, like yards yards per game, everything like that. But I still think my final answer will be New England yeah. will win the Super Bowl. It's funny because you were supposed to come on tonight and fucking talk me into taking the Rams. <laughs> I, I think since we last recorded, I talked you into taking the Patriots. Yeah, I think you talked me into the Patriots. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it mostly just comes down to, like, Belichick and Brady really lose back-to-back Super Bowls, please. That's, thank you. And I hate to boil down a fucking like, Super like Bowl to, to those that, two. But. but, I mean, that's what it is. Can you really go against those two guys to lose back-to-back fucking Super Bowls? Can you really do that? Can we have a conversation that Todd Gurley could have a game looking like Eric Dickerson? Nobody, we has, could said, have that nobody has said anything about the fact that after getting five touches last... Did you see his interviews this week? Yeah, he, for he looks like he can't he, wait to fucking play. He looks accountable, professional, and ready. I would fear Todd Gurley. He could have an Eric Dickerson type day and it's he could a, still lose. It's one, it's, it's one of your... Oh, yes. It's one of your better counters. So, That's a very good not knowing like, what type That's of role Gurley will get because one of my no favorite players to watch. You're right. And I can see him having an unbelievable game and then still losing. And still losing, yeah. Because Tom Brady, yeah. how does he not throw for 400 yards? It's well, a Super Bowl game. You're right. Like, yeah. Well, I don't yeah. even think he has to throw for 400. But did he do in the last two of them? You, I understand, I understand that when it gets down to crunch time, he kind of rises to the occasion and, and puts it on himself. And they, and gave, one up, game they, they, gave, up, they gave up 249 yards to breathe and two touchdowns, 266 to Prescott. So I think Brady can surpass 300 for sure. I would say 300. 400, is, I, I don't think, is the number you have to hit to win. 
Brando. You know, I say I say three twenty, three fifteen. Brando, the bet is over under three hundred yards. What do you take? Oh, for Tom Brady, I over under. The Tom over Brady over under three hundred passing yards. I say over three hundred. You'll take the over. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'll take the that's over. A, no fucking doubt. You think it's an easy over? And right? I took Mahomes under three ten last week. Yeah. And I'm yeah, I'm the he's conductor, done it for the last but I three did. I think he does it for a fourth. Man, and Aaron, with, it's different. And and, and against. Uh, I did do that. I, no, no, I'm not disputing oh, okay. that. I'm, I'm just thinking Aaron really Donald did. and Adamakin Sue. Aaron Donald and Adamakin oh, Sue could. Thank you. They could blow yeah. this game up, and we, no one's talking about that. We either. haven't talked about. We haven't. I don't know how I miss saying it as like a cop out answer, but I don't like doing that. Thank you, fucking Indomitian Sue, for playing your best game of the season Dallas against Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, pal. And we talked about like, it. Like, way to go, buddy. We talked about it in the preceding show that Indomitian Sue against Looney, against we, Williams. We, said we, we talked about it. He could wreak havoc, and he did. Yeah. Um, Brandon, do you think Aaron Donald, over, over under two sacks for Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl? If you're betting props, or if you're betting. Betting props, I think he gets over two sacks. I think he gets two sacks. Johnny says, I'm going to say it. Don't get, don't, well, you're on the podcast. No, the motion no, no, no. I got a piss. So Johnny no, takes the under, under, eh? Yeah? Yeah. I, yeah, it's tough. Uh, I can see him getting penetration. It, I'll take that over. That's what she said. Oh, that's what she said. He's, he's having a Michael Scott day, Brando. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> This guy over here, he's going to start his own paper company. Um, so I can take the over two as well. I don't see that being 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 a difficult stat. And I can see Ndamukong Sue getting into the backfield as well and making a difficult day for Sony Michelle. I don't see him making a difficult day for James White because he'll just run out of the backfield and catch the football. See, I feel like all Bill Belichick has done the last three days is watch the Dallas Cowboys game and reception. make sure that he doesn't have his run game shut down that way. Okay, hold on. Two things. I agree that Belichick is looking at that same tape because he'd be stupid not to. Secondly, Brando, over under uh, five catches for James, but over under eight and a half. Come on now. Right? Over under eight and a half? I'd say under eight and a half. I'm just saying with his production. He started with five and then he ballooned it because yeah, with his, five is kind of absurd. <laughs> with, with his production. Right He'll now, have five in the first fucking quarter. Yeah, I think James White gets seven catches. Okay. In the um, first half, I, I think no. you have seven catches for like 70 yards. Exactly. Like, that. like he always does. He averages a first yeah. down, he has one touchdown. Okay, so Brandon. Like, James White probably one of my favorite fantasy players to have, like just for that reason. Like PPR league just lights it up. Yeah, well, he's note to self. Fucking oh, he... cut off Brandon next year. I drafted as him I he... pick just before him the entire fucking draft. The entire... <laughs> I drafted him tenth. <laughs> tenth. Or... Eleventh, Brando. I drafted him tenth or eleventh, and he's my keeper this year. So, how's that for value added? Oh, that's perfect. Picks, okay. yeah. So we've been on the line for oh, almost twenty something minutes, and uh, all we've talked basically is about Super Bowl. Um, to get to the Super Bowl, you got to play a regular season. At the end of the re- at the end of the regular season, you have some season end awards. So, I. I'm going to lead us off with the start of my little uh, game we're going to play here. And I'm going to start with MVP. I think we all have the same one there. Okay. Well, hold on now. I'm going to start, and I'm going to say my guy, Patrick Mahomes, for MVP. 
Okay. And to my left is Mike. Two votes. Mike is saying the same thing. I Johnny? Agree. I agree. Mahomes. You agree with Mahomes. Okay. Brandon, your pick for MVP this year. It has to be my leader, Patrick Mahomes, too. Okay, so we got a clean sweep of the MVP. Um, well, and that's hands down, I think. I I think that now I think that that I said it like five weeks ago maybe that it could be the first unanimous MVP vote since Steph Curry got it in the NBA, uh, in the NBA. <laughs> NBA. Have you been apprised or heard the storyline that many feel Drew Brees is going to win the MVP? As a legacy award of sorts, given that he's never won the regular season MVP award. Fake news. I think that's fake news. And but I, I, say, I, I don't. I don't disagree with Drew Brees winning the MVP. I can definitely see Drew Brees winning it for the stats that he's had and taking his team thirteen and three, best best team in the league. Um, Losing to the refs. Led the, led, led the NFL in passing rating completion percentage, game-winning drives, so on. So, Drew Brees, out of the question for MVP, I, I, I don't think so, but... Will you, be mad, if Drew, will you be mad if Drew Brees wins this this MVP award? As a football fan? Uh, uh, I don't think I'd be mad, because both had a great season. It's not so, that, no, I don't think I'd be mad. Brandon, would you agree that it's not that it's undeserving, it's just that Pat Mahomes is more deserving and he's a more valuable player to his football team? Roll the dosey dose. I agree. I think it's not more deserving. He's just, he's doesn't a flasher away Mahomes, right? Like, he's okay. more exposed, I'd say. Like, just more, it, it was just, I don't even know the words to describe it. Well, how about the this? way we watch Mahomes this year, like, it was just inconceivable sometimes. Well, how's this yeah. for a, a, a question? The V stands for valuable, right? Do you liken him to a DMT trip? <laughs> so, <laughs> do you, uh, so it's inconceivable. Well, I don't know how to describe it. I'm Mike Tyson right now. He's, <laughs> yeah. If if amazing, um, what I think about my back is broken. I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You my broke back it? is broken. What a, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. <laughs> but it's all about value, right? So if Pat Mahomes doesn't play and Chad Henney comes in. If Drew Brees comes out and Teddy Bridgewater goes in, which team suffers still more. plays better? Which team suffers more? You could go either uh, way, okay, right? Okay, which, which team still performs? You probably have uh, a better chance for, of Teddy Bridgewater. Same for 0-4 when Teddy Bridgewater plays. <laughs> right, but, it, but the, the team or, or quicker sorry, the to, to plummet. Or they're starting 0-4 when Brees doesn't start. Well, oh, yeah, that's, that's gas over oh, there, I just think to myself that Pat Mahomes embraces the V in valuable player. That's like, in, in, the, in the CFL, it's most outstanding player. That's a completely different subjective term, yeah, right? Yeah. But valuable, you can yeah. break it down into a much more quantifiable thing, right? Okay, so... Qualifiable I'll, thing. Be, let's not spend too long on it, because we all agree. So we move on to Offensive Player yeah. of the Year. R hold on, I want to go to Offensive Rookie of the Year, but oh, I want to go in reverse rookie. order. Okay. So Offensive Rookie of the Year, Brandon, you're picking first. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I think you got to give it to Baker Mayfield. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't need you to explain your answer yet. Johnny, what's your answer? Offensive Rookie of the Year. I would say Saquon Barkley, maybe. Okay. That's what I'm going to have to go with on that one. Mike the Jag? He is pretty good. Uh, definitely Baker Mayfield. 
Mike just made me think for a second because I was thinking Mayfield because you've been saying Mayfield since it was nice house. I know, I know, I was, and I couldn't. I remember I made him the episode artwork for whatever it was episode five. You have a very hard class too. He won six games. He won six games as a starter. Mm -hmm. Baker did one as a relief guy. He changed the the future of the fa- the franchise in that relief and, win and, on that Monday night football. The playoff. Hold on a second now. I know that it was only against the Jets, but he he's cha- he changed the outlook of that franchise. He justified the number one overall pick in a single season. But you're still taking Michael Gallup. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's got jokes. No, I like who, it. Who's your pick? I think I'm gonna agree with Mayfield, despite the fact Saquon being the third. The third guy uh, running back ever to get to two thousand total scrimmage yards as a rookie, unbelievable. Um, but I think I, uh, contrary to my complaints of the MVP being basically a QB award, I think that because of the wins attached to it and the fact that he's the leader as a rookie for that franchise and taking them to a new outlook from the darkest of the depths of the NFL. Like they were what over the last two years with Huey headlines? What was it? One in thirty one. One in thirty two? One in thirty one? One thirty and one? Whatever it was. Like like just something, absurdly. Something fireable. Yeah, they had a tiny something. Right. something fireable. So I think for that reason, because Saquon was great. And I think there was a lot of padded stats with garbage checkdowns from Eli. But you gotta they take got Baker him the ninety one reception. You but take he didn't help them win. No. He, so Mayfield's my answer. Baker Mayfield brought more of a culture change than a trip to China. Okay? <laughs> it was it's unbelievable to see what the dog pound is like now. But let's let's carry on and not and not overfeed a fed horse or however the pedal people like us to say it. Right. Um so now we're gonna switch to the other side of the ball and go to defensive rookie of the year. And I'm gonna go to the Pro Bowl snub uh that plays in Lucas Oil Stadium and say uh, Darius Leonard. I think that that's uh, a pretty easy pick. Um, many of you listeners might have expected me to do a wolf howl and, and say LVE. I thought about it today, if you were going to do that. I thought you were going to be absurd, but yeah. No, no, uh, I take I take my work serious, sir. <laughs> I just work here. <laughs> I, uh, I totally agree, Derek Leonard, hands down. He's got to be defensive rookie. Oh, we switched the order up, but that's okay. Are you guys going the oh, same Oh, sorry, thing? I said Brandon. <laughs> yeah, Mike, then Brandon. doesn't matter. I think it's a clean sweep because I got Darius Leonard. And do you say, no? Johnny, who you got? Yeah, going LVE. Going late. No. Yeah. I, I know it was, I had Leonard in if, my fantasy league. All anything, he killed it for me. But, but if I, anything is Derwin James, though, if you're going to have a conversation, no, I wrote Derwin James down. And okay, so hold on. Give the man some, give our engineer. Yeah, yeah, uh, people thought the some, Cowboys defense was a joke and he, uh, he was a big now they've got a, a, one of the better D lines in the league, and they got and they got a solid young secondary. Darius Leonard has nobody. Darius Leonard has nobody. Well, he has no secondary behind him. So the okay, the front seven is not bad. But the only reason why I didn't pick Derwin James was because he completed yes. the Jaguars. I I kind of think LVE defense. was the piece, the final piece. Do you not see? Final piece, remember last year when we'd be watching games and you'd see Sean Lee wasn't in, and how the games were going? They were. They were useless without him. Yep. And yeah. now I'm mad and that then, they gave him snaps in the playoffs. And then with his, and we know his, his injury hardest fall easy, I've right? seen since Des Bryant. I mean, you could have an entire show about know, the decline just, and fall of Sean Lee, and it would start and end. But what I'm saying is, so now this season, it was to see these two guys, him and Jalen out there. I mean, that was the best linebacker duo in the league, maybe. 
Okay. Okay, so because he made them arguably the best duo, yeah. Okay. You're saying that? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hang you for the pick. But I'm just not, and I'm not clean sweeping it with you. Fair enough. No, no, cool. Okay. All right. Making me feel bad about not going Saquon with him. Okay. I'd love to see a cowboy win it, but yeah, fair enough. But I don't think he will, though. Um. No, you can't. 163 tackles, but seriously, come on. I know, it's crazy. So now let's stay on the defensive side of the ball, and we'll start with Brandon again and say uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, that's uh, Donald. Easy, yeah. Donald. It, it took me yeah. no time to come to that conclusion. Donald, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think, that's, I think it's a no-brainer clean uh, clean sweep when a DT gets 20 20 and a half sacks. 20.5 sacks from the inside. Yeah, it's... it's, it's yeah. Nonsense. Uh, so now let's, let's flip. Let's fl- quickly. I I don't think we need to even give uh, any credit to any other player that had a great year on defense. It wasn't anywhere near as good as what Donald did. Nor did it have the impact on the team. The closest no, especially thing when they struggled down the way. The closest thing. To, the closest thing to that would be Khalil Mack on the defensive side of the ball. But yeah, the, I agree. The too. closest thing, but I, I think it's two different leagues if, from Donald and Mack. Oh, Mac has the advantage from starting wider. He's from starting out wider. Aaron Donald has to beat a guard. That's what I mean. A center, just yeah. a guard, just a center, both. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Um, thank now, you now, that, now we're going to get some different answers. So now let's flip-flop. Now, we'll now, now let's flip-flop back to the offensive side, and let's go Offensive Player of the Year. And I'm going to start us off, and I'm going to say... Todd Gurley for back-to-backs. No. You yeah. think so? Yes, I do. Really? The amount of touchdowns that that man had and the fact that he sat out the last two weeks and still finished second in rushing and second in scrimmage yards is absurd. Wow, okay. You don't, uh, I'm, I, can't, I, I can't wait to hear your, your, your pick. I'm going to go last. You're going to go last. All right, do you have an answer, Johnny? I'm going to go with uh, no. I'll go with Drew Brees on this one. I You're going to go with I Drew Brees. Drew it's not a bad pick, one. sir. This is where I think they're going to. It's not a bad pick. Give it to uh, Brandon. You're next. You know what? Um, I, I'm going to give it to Mahomes. You're going to give Mahomes the yeah. MVP and the offensive gonna, player of the I'm year. I'm going to give him both the MVP wow. and the offensive. He was just that explosive. You know, 50 touchdowns, five thousand ninety-seven yeah. yards, twelve. Was it twelve touchdowns more than any other person? Yep. Luck thirty six, um, and and also thirty one touchdowns on the road. He almost had more touchdowns on the road than everyone had touchdowns. That's a beautiful stat, yo, Brandon. Stats, you're fucking coming for Johnny's next. Truly, you're lucky. Johnny's lucky we're recording at his place in the warmth now. No, like although he's just. He's just that good of a player. I think he's got to be that. He just led the offense of the NFL. So, in my opinion, guys, um, the offensive player of the year was a part of one of the hottest offenses and an offense that we talked about after going 0-3 and the head coach about to lose his job. DeAndre Hopkins is the best offensive player in this football league. So, just... 115 catches on 163 targets, okay? Um, Over 1,500 yards and 11 touchdowns. Do you know how many drops he had, Brandon? How many drops? He didn't have any drops this year. No. (laughs) So you you catch the ball 115 times. That's 115%. 
I know that that's wrong, but is it right? Like, I hate when people say 110%. Give it your all, 110. No, I have 100% to give, sir. If somebody throws you 115 passes and And you you catch all of them, are you 115%? That's 100%. So, so it's a hundred percent or it's a hundred fifty. It's a hundred percent. Don't we just pseudo mathematics over here? <laughs> pseudo science. So I got DeAndre Hopkins because I feel like his level of offensive production has always been underrated and understated. And I think that this year, with the onset of D- Deshaun Watson and how that regular season turned around for that team, that's my offensive player of the year. Okay, I don't hate that pick. I, I like it because we have four different answers. Yeah, I thought. Especially after uh, two clean sweeps and then two three ones. Perfect. So, good to have a little parody here. But now we're now we're talking NFL. What's next? Let's spice it up. <laughs> now What's we're next? talking. All right, yeah, let's quicken it up a little bit. Um, so, I want to talk about Coach of the Year. I want your pick, Brandon. Coach of the Year. Oh, that's tough here. Um, you know what? Maybe Frank Reich from yeah. Indy. Yeah, Frank Reich. Yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. You'll get to know I'm uh, I'm the best at uh, pronouncing people's names. I, I was just about to say we got to think of a name for uh, how you butcher names because that's like the fifth one in 20 minutes. Yeah, you know that's my thing to do. You know, just perfect. Just that's your contribution. That's your fucking contribution. It'll be good for our Matt Bradford segment. Yes. Oh, Nagy. I've got a reach for that name. Oh yeah. You, I, you know, it just it, it, the only reason why I think that like uh, like for them to start one and five on the year and then go pretty much ten and one down the road with winning the wild card game, like you just turn that team right around. Um, it's also nice to have luck back. That was a big so, factor in their success this year as well. Well, to to but, fall off in your first six games and to know that you only have ten left. And, and, nine, to go, yeah. and to go and to go nine of ten. You go, you go nine and one from week seven to seventeen. Like that's unbelievable. Were they the hottest team like, going to the playoffs? I I by, personally think by so. far the hottest yeah. team. And to and okay. to beat Dallas, what like twenty three? They're so hot. You thought 20. the Eagles backed into the fucking playoffs. They were so yeah. hot. The Colts were so hot. I thought Philly backed in the playoffs. So Johnny yeah. said Matt Nagy, which I, I think did is, you? is a pretty fair yeah. pick. You said Nagy, eh? Yeah. It's not a bad pick. No, it's not a bad pick at all. That, no, not bad pick at all. It's not a bad pick at all. And that defense played very, very well, and, and I mean, Matt Nagy embraced his new team. Um, they won their first division since, what, 2010, was it? 11th? Y- yes, I, it was. And, uh, if we're calling them Diet KC all year, then you'd have to go with You would have to give Matt Nagy a little bit of credit, right? Um, you're not going to like my yeah, pick, but Maybe I will. No, it's Bill O'Brien. Because to take a team, to take a team from 0-3... And to have a conversation with my co-host about him being on the chopping block if they go to 0-4. And then they just go off. They beat Jacksonville twice. I mean, everybody beat Jacksonville. But they took over the AFC South, right? And the Colts were one of the hottest teams, too. So to stay competitive, to have an excellent regular season. Yeah, they fell apart in the playoffs. But last time I checked, this award is given to the 16 regular season games, right? Mm-hmm. So it's Bill O'Brien for me because that team very well could have fallen apart. Now, they have more than pieces to build in the future, and they might command the AFC South, but the Colts look great, too, so we'll see. Okay, so there's no value in getting yeah. our predictions right. We're not betting on this. No. So, in, nope, the sp- just- in the spirit of having back-to-back categories with four complete different answers from the four of us, okay. I'm going to go with something, a coach that literally just popped into my head as I ran through every other option other than agreeing with Brandon, because if I pick first, I say Frank Wright. But I'm now going to say Pete Carroll because no one thought the Seattle Seahawks were going to the playoffs this year. 
Remember now, how, you remember how in the first four or five shows we were talking about mm-hmm. Seattle? I listened back to that. We were mm-hmm. wrong. Though. Now, he, my pick is a guy that got out-coached in the playoffs by Jason Garrett. I'll leave that there to marinate for a minute. Is that your <laughs> pity pick, or is that like you, you just feel yeah, bad? Yeah, yeah, take this bad. as the cowboy guy, as the cowboy <laughs> fan, fucking throw a little pity uh, out to Seattle. All right, Pete so Carroll. So Pete Carroll okay. is my pick because simply the off-season and going into the season storylines. Okay. Um, Can we do GM of like, the year? That's like yes, finishing last place start. in a participation okay. award. I'm Here, Pete Carroll. No. What, what was that? Sorry? <laughs> You didn't say I gave no, I said, Pete Carroll a participation award? No, I award? Picking, Pete Carroll, picking Pete Carroll is like giving a 10th place team and a participation award. Uh, and then getting a generation full of pussies because they got fucking <laughs> participation trophies all their life. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. Just for fucking showing up and picking dandelions in left field. <laughs> wait, wait, aren't we millennials? Moving on. I'm not a millennial, sir. I'm no. a, I am not You're a millennial. You're at that dividing point. I am at that dividing point. I think I, I am not a millennial. technically are. I try not to think of it. We're not getting into that. It makes me feel old and I have four gray hairs. Uh, no uh, comeback player? Oh, no, no, we're, we're getting there. Settle down. I'm leaving it last because that's going to be an easy fucking you pick. Got, you got a hot date? So, GM Street, you don't have a hot date. No, like, you I got thought you guys were almost. No, I was like, I thought you guys were doing a marathon cast tonight. Executive of the year. I think you and I are going to have the same one, and I wrote it down earlier. So, I said that I didn't hate the Matt Nagy pick, and I don't. Because but I don't love it because I think that Ryan Pace is the answer for myself and Mike as yes. he's showing me. Um, what what he that. managed to do with the overhaul of that roster, as I actually alluded to earlier, mm-hmm. um, that wide receiver core is completely different. They're, they are now able to make Kevin White just a free agency dump, um, and they're fine with the receiving core with Robinson and, and Anthony Miller and um, uh, Taylor Gabriel if they yeah. re-sign him. Yeah. Uh, so they got the pieces. Ryan Pace constructed 12 wins. Yes. And he the, constructed and, 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 12 wins. Because listen to how much I, we talked about Trubisky and the fact that there was 12 wins. They went 12-4. and four. Threw a great prick in the Pro Bowl today, by the way. I mean, it's a testament to what you have been saying all year about how he's pedestrian and they can still win. Yeah. So a lot of that is Ryan Pace, and I'm not going to sit here and say that a lot of that is anything else other than defense and great GMing. Johnny, who's your GM of the year? I'll agree with you guys on Ryan Pace. He's changed a lot with that. Beer. He hired Matt Nagy too, right? So it goes and, it goes along with what you're saying. And I can very well yeah, see that I'm being. Going, I'm going the same with you guys. Yeah, too. Okay. I totally agree. Okay, good. I'm, that's uh, yeah. pretty easy. And I actually think that yeah. our round, our, we're going to round this out with a pretty easy agreement too. And I'm going to say Andrew, Andrew Luck is comeback player of the year. Oh, yeah. Andrew Luck has to be the comeback player of the year right. there. Hey, but you know what? I thought that Matt Ryan had to be a pro bowler. But apparently Trubisky's a uh, uh, a pro bowler before fucking Matt Ryan. Yeah. Seventy nine. But you can't you can't you can't uh, count out JJ Watt though as well. I think he'll be between those two, but definitely Andrew Luck. Oh, for comeback player of the year. Oh, good point. That yeah, you know what? See, that's why you're on the show, bro. JJ Watt Mitch's two thousand like two years pretty much. He did and lose then a leg, lot of time. And a leg injury. That is, you know what? I didn't give JJ Watt any having, thought. Having, not to run. And the season that he had this year, he, did what did he have pre- 16 and a half sacks? He had a great year. He has a presence, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He was dominant on that defense. Well, it shows what he can do when he doesn't get a double team every goddamn down. But Andrew Luck threw for 35 plus touchdowns. Yes. On a reconstructed yeah. shoulder. And 4,500 plus yards, I believe. And dominate the Titans week 17 to get into the playoffs. That's and, true. And made Eric Ebron look great and made Detroit look foolish. 
I love yeah, Joe Ingles. I say something. And, so, went, and went and won on the road in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like I'm not saying you that. go you go into tech you go into Texas too. Back uh, what they played. They went twice in five weeks there. They beat them what twenty four twenty one, and then go in the wild card and just dominate them. Yeah, excellent point. Yeah. yeah, they won excellent both time, both times that they played on the the. On the actually, road. every time that those teams faced off this year, the road team won. True. So luck for everybody, but honorable mention from wait uh, from for Watt basically across the board. Great point though, Brando. Yeah, I like that point. Yeah. That is a good point. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? Because of the humanitarian that he is. That I mean, that could sway some voters. But he raised like almost fifty million for Hurricane. And his Harvey. goal was fuck started yeah. out as like a hundred grand, and he just kept upping it. It's amazing, unbelievable. Yeah, Walter Payton, man of the year. Let's hope. All right. Um, any last words before we uh, we let you go, Brand? Um, no, I think we covered everything. It was that was uh, pretty good. Yeah, that was. Brando, stay frosty out there in Sasquatch land, eh? But be safe. Sasquatch land. I will, I know. Holy cow. Fucking Sasquatch. Over here or something. Buddy, I hear those Sasquatches are huge, but they don't care about no human property, neither. No. <laughs> Look at Mike's hair looking exactly like it does in the cartoon. <laughs> what, um, what do you got going on for the Super Bowl out west? Anything fun? Super Bowl, ah, uh, yeah, we just get together with some friends, you know, just casual drinks and uh, Super Bowl food and... Just have a good time, you know. Sounds good, buddy. Cheer, cheer on Brady. There you go. Rock and roll. Right on, brother. Rock and roll. What about you guys? It's the girlfriend's birthday as well, so I get the privilege of going and... So I get the privilege of going and watching it with her parents, who are definitely Patriots fans, because they're... Oh, my yeah. my mom's so, husband is... Yeah. And, you mean, and you mean edit by him saying it louder, right? Yeah, he basically means he's going to amplify it, mix it, <laughs> and then make it so it's a... <laughs> and put it into the new intro that I'm going to make for next week. Rando, wait till you hear wait till you hear the intro that he put together. It's unbelievable. I'm excited. I'm excited, Absolutely. guys. Well, stay warm, bro. I will. And you know what? Thanks for, the, thanks for uh, bringing me on air, guys. Always, and, bro. Uh, you guys have a good week. I should probably tell you that you guys next. Should, should probably What's tell that? you that you uh, earned a spot coming back on the show again. So so that so the, it was a good tryout. You passed the you passed the mic test. Yeah, that was a pretty good awesome. uh, mic appreciate- test. Did it? <laughs> You're you basically a walk on. He's a red shirt sophomore. He's one hundred percent. You know what? I wore my good. I wore my good suit today too. You wore your. So, you, know, <laughs> you knew you were going to be on the air. I, I just. I knew I just it was going to be on the air. I saw you guys playing football, and I thought I. I thought I'd come join. Is this? Is this? Is this the football field? I'm just walking on. I, my car is parked out back. Take care, buddy. <laughs> Take care, guys. All right, we'll talk to you fucking in the group All chat. Right. Absolutely. Later, bro. All right, later, guys. That went really well. Yeah, that's hilarious. That was fun. Keep your ears to the concrete. Cowboys, they really shut down their run. And if they start shutting down Michelle, they're gonna you're gonna see James White probably getting a lot of run like a lot of the looks because he's gonna start getting a lot of the short passes. And those you could look at that as kind of like run. They're almost like run plays, those short passes. Yeah, yeah. So it's do, not exactly a run play, but do you expect the Patriots offense to exploit I'm their expecting them, defense? Well I'm expecting the Rams. Yeah, I'm expecting the pads to really exploit the Rams, you know, like their, the their best lack way to of a run defense. The best way to neutralize really good defensive tackles is to run the football right at them. 
as hard as you possibly can. I know, but okay. these last few weeks, and I don't know, I think Sue and Donald, they've really been closing they up those quite gaps well. right in the they middle. Well. And some people could say, well, no, you're going to get to the outside, stretch them out, make it, make them work for it. Well, not necessarily. Yeah, that's, I think James White's, well, I think James White's better at, at the stretch. I, I, could, I couldn't agree more. Fast. So they're going to, so they're going to run the football against the Rams because statistically speaking, they'd be foolish not to, right? That, that's, uh, statistically speaking, that's one of their better ways, that's one of their best chances to win the game. Yeah. Or control the game a lot more, I would say. They'll be able to control the game if they can establish a run game on them. What I like is that James White leads the NFL in yards after the catch that's since, huge. since huge. 2016. Oh, wow. So when you break it down, his, his, his value... Are you fucking serious? I used to be able to throw a pigskin and quarter mile. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. That's perfect. That are is, you serious? I'm when I serious. think, when I hear that, I honestly think of every time that I do believe that I could cover some of these guys. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know how many times I say that. How fucking guys. mad does Anthony get when oh, you say that? But I, I think I'm just as good as that guy that plays in the CFL. The at least the CFL. I see. Yeah, it but all Johnny all does say it all the time. Well, you think probably it's like a pigskin a quarter mile. That's um, when you put that in. That's all I can think of. It's yeah. perfect. So. Are 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 we thinking that Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue are going to be neutralized by the Patriots' offensive scheme, or are is their presence going to be felt? Uh, well, it's going to be tough because I believe Tom Brady can get the ball off fast enough, and they're going to be neutralized anyway. Yeah, they're going to get some pressure matter. on him. That's their best way, obviously. I mean, well, yeah. If if the thing is, is it, what's Julian Edelman doing down the field? If if he's covered, if they're taking him right out of the game. Like well, I said, not Augie, but you know what I mean. If they if they got him covered, Edelman is the second in that, pass in the second in pass catches in playoff history behind Jerry Rice. So you know he's going to get his. What I'm thinking about is four first round picks on the defensive line for the Rams: Michael Brockers, Dante Fowler, Duncan Sue, and Aaron Donald. If they have a game, if they play extremely well collectively as a unit, I mean I'm. I'm going to say that's the only way that Tom Brady is stifled. Well, we see, I mean, this year they've been the best two, well, between Sue and Donald, they've been the best tandem for pressures on a quarterback. And that's right? all, a lot of that's Donald, though. Because but yeah, I'm just saying they combined earlier, for a buck 54. And I bet although, you what, 105 is, 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 didn't we say 105 or 101 is Donald? Did yeah. we say that earlier? Yeah. So there's oh, only okay. right. I'm not trying to no, shoot. No, no, no. Because they saying, still led. It, no, and, Sue wasn't doing it. He's just and picked, he's had picked it up in this postseason though. Yes, 100 percent. Although, I think uh, well, as we said, New England's offensive line, their interior guys are. They've only allowed 42 pressures all. Year. I was gonna say they're much better than the shape that the Cowboys so, O line yeah, interior, you, interior O line was at the point of the playoffs that. Oh, I agree with that. Movie. Yes, I agree with that. Would you say it was Johnny Stats? 40, 42 pressures all season. season. But, all jo- season. but Johnny so Stats. That's less than three a game. But Johnny Stats put this one in front of me, though. Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue combined for 154 pressures during their regular season. No pair of defensive tackles had more. And apparently, it wasn't even close. Johnny with the stats. Let's find out. Jamie, why don't you Google that? I think that it's going to be a really interesting matchup for a couple of reasons. Um, let me just let me just give you. A oh, I'm just seeing. I, I'm seeing why Johnny fucking was digging deep earlier, and we asked him a question. And he's just like, "What? Uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl? Because, yeah, I'm because thinking Patriots because I'm just fucking hashtag. Johnny. I'm I'm enthralled. This is like this is ridiculous. 
Hashtag Johnny Research. Tom Brady compiled a passer rating of 71.2 when under pressure this season. So that's pretty, I mean, that's, that's below pedestrian when yeah. there's guys in his face coming at him, when he's fighting for his life. But his average time of release is just a bit over two and a half seconds. So maybe a blitz doesn't matter. And it's tough to tell. Because how do you neutralize the GOAT? You know, I mean, hey, ask any farmer and he would know. But I mean, the greatest of all time, right? Um, yeah, really. I mean, you take his ex-quarterback out of the game and you take that lacrosse player out of the game. And that lacrosse player out of the game. refers to him. Oh, buddy. He makes, I can't believe what he's done with you, you know. That's talk for you, though, right? Can, can it, we just talk about how Julian Edelman catches everything? Johnny you, Stats, you, you've said it three times on this podcast alone that he's second alone behind Jerry Rice. And, I mean, it is a testament to his longevity. It, he runs routes sometimes where I'm shocked that it's like that they can rely on that to not get fucking broken up by a guy bigger than him. Like, he catches balls that you would expect to be picked more times than other guys do. And I say that he, Tom Brady puts the ball in great places most of the time, but Julian Edelman... Yeah, a lot Johnny of the time says, it just hits him and he has to swallow it. Like, well, Johnny Stats found me this. <laughs> Julian Edelman has racked up 171 yards on passes over the middle during the postseason. So 171 yards in the danger zone. And I don't mean Top Gun. Yeah. It is the place where receivers don't want to go, and Julian Edelman routinely goes there, and he takes his big Grizzly Adams beard with him. Is Julian Edelman that good, or is he more a testament of the times? Is he a product of a system? Of, Are no, you asking? No, That's not I'm, I'm asking, asking sorry? a product of a... Uh, Product of a time period that allows a guy like him to excel over the middle because of the rules. Because if he was playing in 1986, his career would have been cut short. Would have got fucking knocked out of the yeah. league in five five weeks. Hey, if he played alongside with Sean Taylor, may he rest in peace. He might like, not have played. I was I was listening to something the other day, and I was they're detailing um, a Hall of Fame receiver with similar size to Julian Edelman, who played 14 years in the league, and he ran one route. Over the middle, Steve Largent. Oh, you know what? It might have been Largent. I don't think so, but it you. I don't know. It might have been. Can you imagine? I, uh, fuck. That'd be awesome. I hate when I when my mind wanders and I bring up a stat that I can't back up. But it just it it, it made me think of what I said earlier, and I was like, oh, that's a talking point for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Do you believe that? Like that that was a question. No, no, I don't. He's just that good. Then it's not a matter of he's that good. He's a part of that scheme. Oh, he's a, once again, the Patriots. So I, right. So I mean, you put in a Wes Welker production. You put. You get it. You even give him a Danny Amendola remember production. What I, remember what everyone overreacted when Josh Gordon left? And they're like, oh, "What are they going to do with the playoffs? Do they lose their lose their number one guy?" Fans that are still listening, I, I want an answer to this question: If the Patriots win the Super Bowl, does Josh Gordon get a Super Bowl ring? Tweet your answers. Email your answers. We've all. Re- We've been starting to get lots. We want more. Yeah, we're gonna start a segment where we're gonna do. Do you do you want to? We're gonna maybe we'll end the show or we'll do the beginning of the next show with a. We're gonna start a new segment called Three and Out, where we're gonna answer three fan questions. Um, cause but I want to kick off a little 
forum, little conversation. Okay, and I, I think, think that, that, that okay. he will get one. Okay. Um, we talked. We kind of talked about this earlier. You asked me if they do get there and they win, will they? Now they're closer to do so. It's more of a. It's relevant. Now, it's yeah. a more relevant thing. Yeah. I have a hard time answering it because I don't know the. This, the inner workings of what actually went into his decision to walk away from it was he told to? If you want ever want if you ever want to have a chance to play football again, then like do this and and come back when you're ready. We're concerned. We're behind about, you. We're as a man. We're concerned about you. Yeah. As a person, why don't you go? You're do ducking this? and dodging us all of a yeah, sudden yeah, after yeah. eight weeks of being with us or however many weeks it yeah. was. And apparently he failed a bunch of drug tests and was trying to dodge that. So maybe it's a part of his rehabilitation to still be integrated into the Patriot way, into the Patriot system where it's healthy. So my shitty answer is that I don't have an answer yet. And it's a cop-out because I'm going to find out three days after that, you know what I mean? Whether or not. No, that that, uh, Kraft says, like Kraft's asked that question after they win next Sunday. And then he says, of course he's got one. Fair enough. I'm going to hand him one first for his strength. Or something, you know what I mean? Like, who knows what the fucking storyline? And I mean, is. you segue perfectly into it, and and fans because you guys, listen, listener, if you're listening, like if you're like Mike said, we are running a little long here tonight, but if you're still listening, like, <laughs> um, we got nothing wrong. We have no problem with Josh Gordon smoking dope. Absolutely not. The, Mike has a sticking point of you're at that level of a professional athlete, and you're the rule is that you're not allowed to irregardless of how many people are uh, getting away with smoking in the league. You have um, to make a choice. Yeah, it, okay. You but have like, to decide. But at the same time, we think it's a stupid <laughs> rule, and we think that sooner, sooner or later there's going to be change. There's gonna be medical marijuana commercials on NFL games in like five years probably. There'll be a main fucking sponsor. So like, we're not... Saying he's not deserving of one, yeah, or they're or, in no way, shape, or form that they should or should not. It's just a curious point. Like I the think it's stupid that the guy had to make a decision to walk away from football because he still smokes dope. Now, if it is coke and lean and whatever else oh, that I've heard it could be. Lean. Oh, my God. A, Where are you ep- from? It's an epidemic, bro. <laughs> are you kidding me? No, no. I, I just feel like I've seen that Drugs Inc. episode. but Okay, but, I mean... It's funny, you of all people just said that when the, the op- you know how, like, unbelievably ridiculously so. bad the epidemic of opioids is. It's in- just, it's just the reference point, the way yeah. that you've referred to it, caught me off guard. Okay. Not that it's irrelevant. Okay. Continuing. Um, so, smoke that dope, uh, get away with it. So yeah, fans, tell back us what you think about Josh Gordon, but back to the game. Yeah, you let us know, because I don't have an answer, and I don't know if you do either. It's a curious you point. Know answer, like, it, it, okay, well, we'll, curious we'll, we'll just say, in high, well, if the Pats were to win, it would be up to Kraft. And so, really, it's up to Kraft. And That's why if I he wants to give him, which I believe that Gordon did contribute to the season. He did. Throughout the year, he did. He did. But, and, know, like, like, and I also agree that... And I don't, Robert... I, I believe that, okay, you're doing steroids, you're doing some PEDs, that's a little bit different. But if you're trying to get your head right, right but, if I mean, you're trying to get yourself right. We all, I mean, it's different a little bit here in Canada with it being legalized. I mean, that's true, right. it's legal for us, it's not a drug, it's uh, You can't play in sports, it's, I still it's don't recreational. think, you know. It's, a, it's, it's a, totally legal for us, recreational. It's a different process and procedure. They would still them. probably get in trouble. Yeah. But I we were smoking it when it was illegal. <laughs> I get you. Um, yeah. 
It's well, up to Kraft. I, and allegedly. I believe, I believe alleged, Kraft that's will alleged. give him Yeah, I don't want to offend our political connects. I alleged. believe uh, Kraft will give him one. Okay. If, in my opinion. If nothing else, he got a 500, or he, or he got some sort of something from Tom Brady for catching that 500 uh, touchdown. I'm sure he did. Man, Robert Kraft. If nothing else, the ball. Has more uh, rings than he will. a retired pimp. He probably I sold really, that for an ounce. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Moving just, on. You're no, savage. Throw the tomahawk. What's that? That's a really great stat. Johnny, oh. Johnny found me another one so I can segue back into Super Bowl. You're harsh, bud. Holy. You know what I'm thinking of? You're more that? harsh than a Tarantino movie. Just, it's, it's what made, it made me think of Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> so, there's a crazy. Yeah, there's a crazy statistic that um, the Rams. The Rams slot back. Pardon me. The Rams corner, Nicole Roby Coleman. That's on the was, ball engineering right there. Who was um, a little bit uh, involved in a bit of a controversy yeah. at the end of the Saints game. Oh, just, uh, oh, yeah? Just a bit. Um, just a little bit. Really? Coleman had something last week that he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you know that Jason Witten played tight end too in the NFL? Because if you didn't, then you've probably never watched Monday Night Football this year. Johnny, who, who do you like for the Super Bowl? Oh, New England. Yeah. Yeah, I already yeah. said I'm never betting against yeah. Tom Brady ever again. No, yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking. I'm sorry taking for the LA. shitty analysis or like. Yeah. Oh, you're taking LA. I'm taking LA. Yeah. You're taking LA. Absolutely, they have the rest on their team. So, does anyone know Johnny <laughs> That's Stats? The time I made Johnny that Stats. You showed me a, a, like a meme a couple years ago, that every year for a while. The year that Belichick didn't win the Super Bowl, Alabama would win the national championship, and vice versa. Well, Alabama didn't win the national championship this year. Do you know that that continuous streak is still alive? Because I know that last year, the Patriots lost in the Super Bowl, and Alabama won the national championship. And the year before that, they lost, and the Patriots won. So is it still alive? All the way through, do you know? Like, can you look that one up? I don't. I don't. Because that's a great. I don't play into that. That's personally. one of those stupid. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, Correlation, causation, no uh, association. Come on, more big words. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying here. Um, no, a uh, like a superstitious stat. Like okay. it's not a stat, but it's just a weird coincidence. Yeah. But if it's still alive. For I as many years, still alive. every year for the last eight in a row, or maybe even more. I don't know, man. Whenever Nick Saban wins the national championship, the Patriots lose or don't make it to the Super Bowl. When they, when Alabama loses, Patriots win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't need that to know to pick New England. Yeah, but bro, for eighty well, years before two thousand and six, I lost were... enough money on your Jaguars last year betting against Tom. Bro, for 80 years, people were like, the Red Sox are never going to win the World At least Series. for the last uh, four. Four straight? It's been that way. And there was a longer streak before this that. Week, well, yeah, I'm, it might have. There was a meme out there. Well, I, I, I think that one had to do with LeBron in Cleveland, though. Oh, that, was it? There's a LeBron, a LeBron and a Cleveland meme. Oh, or, that or was meme, but match up Alabama that, and in LeBron. Alabama. And it I told was, you to not mention it was every on time. Again. Oh, well, it was every time that he's made the finals. Okay. Alabama or to, yeah. to quote Michael Scott. But I'm since not fourteen, since fourteen, I mean, Ohio State wins, Patriots win. 
Alabama wins the next year. Broncos won that Super Bowl, 2015. Yeah. 2016, Clemson won. Patriots won. Last year, Alabama won. Patriots lost. This year, Alabama loses. Patriots have a chance to win. Yeah, it's a weird stat, but it's out it, there, yeah. and it's interesting. It's food it's for thought. It's fun. It's fun stat. It's, it's just, just I mean, like I said, it's, it's, just, it's just food for thought. And that's just food for thought. Don't let it go to waste. Keep your ears to the Okay, so before we get out of here, um, I said it last week. Um, I noticed that I hadn't posted it on Twitter yet. I don't know why I didn't do that. Um, but... A lot of great feedback from the artwork that Johnny created uh, for the podcast that uh, I put up on the Instagram page. If you're not following that yet, you can at Talking Pigskin Pod on uh, Instagram. Um, I'm going to post it as well again on Twitter uh, tonight or tomorrow. Um, and we're going to do a little uh, Super Bowl giveaway, I guess, um, just because of the uh, real... just outpour of new listeners that have come in and we're like I said last week like we're blown away by the uh, double and in this last episode's case triple the amount of listens uh, you know it's getting up there um, which is cool we're um, trying to get the show out there and do the best that we possibly can and still have a good time doing it exactly kind of sounds like the guys on Sunday afternoon um, I heard I had I had comments on the Instagram page like you guys should print these on shirts uh, that kind of I was like well someone wants us on a shirt like I want it on a shirt. Well, um, but at least I, we know that you guys can make it. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's, that's another story. Uh, yeah, uh, one we'll tell eventually on this podcast. But yeah. uh, in the meantime, I printed out some uh, some nice glossy uh, 8x10s for you gentlemen. And I've got one, one more that I was going to get Johnny to, uh, like I said last week, put his John Henry on. And um, he said that he wants all of us to sign it. Um, because he wants the 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 artwork to to be worth something if the podcast is you know something, not just the artwork, which was cool to me that he said that. So we're we're all gonna slap a John Henry on there, and uh, whoever is the random winner, um, what you're gonna need to do to win is either go on to Twitter talking underscore pigskin. Or go on Instagram, Talking Pigskin Pod, or follow the Facebook page is at Talking Pigskin. And what we need you to do is simply retweet the episode link uh, when we drop it uh, tomorrow on the twenty eighth of January, uh, and tag someone uh, in the retweet that doesn't follow the page, and you're automatically entered to uh, win a. With a gl- nice glossy 8x10 of the uh, un- unreal artwork that Johnny did. I'm going to surprise my co-host here with a little added. Um, in anywhere of the comments section, ask a football question that we can answer on the show. Absolutely. Stimulate any kind of conversation that you'd like that we might not have touched upon. Maybe we, we, we did a bit, not enough, too much. And entered in for the picture as well. Okay, yeah. So uh, then it does, like I said, it doesn't have to be a retweet only on on Insta- or sorry on Twitter. You can uh, follow the Talking Pigskin on Instagram and leave a comment on the uh, the art, the cover art, which we uh, we drop every week with the, with the episode. The cover works. Uh, the the artwork's always on uh, on Instagram. 
The Facebook page is new. We just started it. Um, so if you haven't yet, then follow along on there. Um, Shout out the Gmail. Yeah, the Gmail uh, is the best way to um, for questions uh, for the thir- uh, three and out segment. What's the uh, email? The email is talkingpigskinpodcast at gmail.com. And can't list, get the same thing for all of them, but no. like all every one of them is different, but yeah. they're very much the same. And give us a little bit of information. Like there was one, there was Ben from Philadelphia. That's a little bit more information than we thought we would get. So that's the stuff we're talking about. Let us know. Yep. Um, so yeah, hopefully uh, when I post that artwork on Twitter, uh, you guys that that Twitter community appreciates it as much as uh, the Instagram did, and um, as much as we do. Yeah, absolutely. So, shout out to everyone out west in Alberta. Uh, thanks again to Brandon for coming on the episode. Uh, I think that that uh, is a cool little new dynamic that we're we're doing with the uh, the podcast. Because if he didn't live out there, he probably would be doing it live with us. Um, it's always good to talk pigskin with with B Dog. Uh, so shout out to everyone out west in Alberta. Shout out to anyone at Ford that listens. At, um, who am I missing? Everybody, if you're in a snowy area and there's bad weather, drive safe because we've got more snow around Straight here. Straight up. Put your snow do. tires on. Yeah. I mean, slow down. You know? Jeez Louise. <laughs> this isn't a public service announcement, but... It's like 10 minutes of rain in LA. Everybody fucking forgets how to drive. I mean, they got six lanes and they still don't know what to do in any one of those freeways. <laughs> everybody take care. Peace out. Fuck this. something funny or witty or do an impression i will no longer ever do any of those things does that include that's what she said Mm -hmm. yes wow that is really hard you really think you can go all day long well you always left me satisfied and smiling so that's what she said. <laughs> 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 <laughs>